You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. Everybody say, Return to the Blesser. That's what I'm going to preach about that message that you need to return to the Blesser. And uh, just in case that person beside you did not listen, can you tell that person, return to the blesser. I'm going to talk about, in this entire series, Audie was talking about that already, balance. Harmonizing the different, sometimes two opposing poles. When, when you talk about balance, you already admit, I already admit, I'm an old guy. You know, when I was young, I never talked about balance. I mean, you, I look at my kids and it's not in their vocabulary. Yes or no? You know, young people, we're, we're, all, we're all about go all in. You know, gung-ho, radical. But you know, when you get older, you realize, man, you need balance. I mean, I've, I've, I've long accepted that I've grown, gone older. There was this one time when this woman came up to me and a friend of mine, she said, Brother Bo, you don't look your age. And I was so happy. And I wish she stopped there because she continued and said, you're 56, right? Oh, gosh. I've never unfriended anyone on Facebook, but this was an exception. Just kidding. But really, you know, I... I, you know what I don't like to do now? Ask me what? Buy online. Ask me why? Because you have to put your date of birth. And, and, and it's okay. It would have been fine. Like you type it in July 11, 1966. Would have been fine. But you, don't do, you can't do that. You have to scroll down. And it starts... 2017, 2015, 2013. You have to scroll down. My coffee gets cold already by the time I reach 1966. It's that long. It's like, gosh, I'm old. But you know, I've long began to accept and celebrate um, my age. And it's a beautiful age. It's beautiful. And when you appreciate balance, it's glorious. Today we're going to talk about the balance between goals and gratitude. Gratitude and goals. Goals is, and, and it, it seems like they're opposite. Gratitude is about what? Being happy with what you have. Yes? Goals is about pursuing stuff that you don't have. Isn't that opposite? Gratitude is about appreciating. Goals is about achieving. But let me say this to you now. Everybody say, I'm listening. You need both to be happy. In fact, if you only have one, it's incomplete. In fact, there are two imbalances I want to share with you today. How many? Two. The first one is this. Goals without gratitude. Can everybody say that with me? Goals without gratitude. If you are a person with goals but have no gratitude, 
your life will be filled with stress. Yes or no? It's all about, you know, what's the thing that I need to do and let's go. It's, it's, and people with goals without gratitude, they're miserable. They try to reach for the dream and they reach for it. And the moment they reach it, they're looking for something else to do. And that was me. Let, let me say this to you now. People with goals with gratitude, they're miserable, but they also make other people miserable. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Raise your hand if you know of somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I told you just to raise your hand. I, I didn't say point. <laughs> there were some people who said, yeah, this guy. No, no, just... But I, I have a confession to make. That was me. I was someone, since I was a kid, I was, I was goal-driven. Especially when I came to know God at the age of 12, 13 years old, I was preaching. 14 years old, we built Light of Jesus, family here. You know, you do, I was a person of goals. And I teach that to you, right? I tell you to write your dreams. We, how many of you have a novena of God's love tucked in your wallet or it's already an app in your phone, and you filled your dreams. I teach that to you. You write down your dreams. You write down your goals. That's powerful. But you know what? I want you to know that I lacked gratitude. Um, What am I saying? I mean, I put my goals in my laptop. I put my goals in my phone. I put my goals in the wall. You know, I put it even in the walls of my bathroom so that every morning when I sit, on the white porcelain throne of life, you know, and smell the aroma of my humanity and witness the bombing of Pearl Harbor beneath me. I visualize my future, the glory and the grandeur of what's going to happen. And and every morning I say, yes, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm pursuing that. But... One of the things I noticed was that I lacked gratitude to actually celebrate what I have already. And when I attain a goal, you know what happens? I don't stop to actually celebrate and throw a party of my victory. No, the moment I reach a goal, in my mind, the perennial question is, what's next? What's next? And, and I'm learning. You know how I learned to have more gratitude? Very, very simple. I'm going to recommend to everyone in the room. Ask me what? Every night before I sleep, I decided to do one simple thing. I would get my journal, a little little piece of paper, a little notebook, and I would write five things that I was grateful for. It rewired my brain. This is so simple, and probably people have been telling this to you. Here's the problem. You've got to do it for you to experience it. It's so easy to say, oh yeah, that's what Bo said 10 years ago, you know. But do you do it? I'm going to recommend that you do it because I'm promising you it will transform the way you think, the way you look at life. It will change your life, believe me. Before you sleep, you think about five things that you've been blessed that day. Could be big, could be small. Better if it's small. You know, sometimes I write something so simple. After the feast, a little kid embraced me, and I felt so good. It's such a simple thing, but I wrote it down, and I feel so good. What happens is that during the day, I'm looking for blessing. I'm looking for good things that happen, and it it just changes the way I perceive life. And so 
I'm a person of goals and I'll always be a person of goals, but I'm trying to add more gratitude. That when I reach for a goal and I've been able, I celebrate the victory. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to read to you a passage in Scripture. It's the healing of the ten lepers and how one of them came back to thank God. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's read. In Luke chapter 17, it starts in verse 11. Now it happened as he, Jesus, went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. It all starts right there between Samaria and Galilee. Now, I want you to know that both these camps didn't like each other. Samaritans didn't like Jews. Jews didn't like Samaritans. Samaritans were half Jews. They were a product of an intermarriage between Jews and pagans. And the Jews hated them, despised them. The reason is this. Now, here's the crazy thing about it. Their religion is also almost similar. Samaritans believed in the Torah. They believed in the first books, first five books of the Bible. They, they, they were people who actually followed the same commandments. The only difference is that they did not worship in Jerusalem. They worship in Mount Gerizim. And, and they had a difference with how they mentioned the name of God. The Jews could not mention the name of God. They, think, they thought the name was very holy. The Samaritans would mention Yahweh, you know, in, in, and, and they believed that was okay. So there was their difference, but most of what they were doing was, was the same, except that they so hated each other. The reading starts, and now it happened. Jesus went in Jerusalem, went to Jerusalem, that he passed. Everybody say passed. In the midst, everybody say midst, of Samaria and Galilee. Luke was not just talking about geography here. He was giving a theological statement that Jesus passes through wearing camps. In the midst of the division of these people, Jesus enters into the scene. Is the center. If you put Jesus in the center of a relationship that is in conflict, that is in division, he can bring unity where there is no unity. Do you have a broken relationship right now in your life? Do you have a family, a friendship, a team, an organization that is in conflict? What you need is to put Jesus in the center. And I'm not just talking about praying to Jesus. I'm saying that you need to bring the values of Jesus, the humility of Jesus, the compassion of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus. Because when you put that in the center of your relationship, healing happens. Unity happens. Forgive. Am I speaking to somebody here in this place? Raise your hand if you need more unity in your relationship, in your family. Tell somebody beside you, put Jesus at the center. I'm just in the first verse. Verse 12, what does it say? Then as Jesus entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers. Everybody say lepers. Now, Jesus was entering the village and he met the ten lepers. I want you to know that that statement is very important because lepers cannot live in the village. They live outside the village. They were rejected by society. If you were a leper in ancient Israel... You live a miserable life. You cannot farm. You cannot have any business. You're a beggar. 
people don't want to have anything to do with you, in the book of Leviticus, they would require lepers. They, if you're a leper in ancient Israel, this is what you do according to the book of Leviticus. You walk around and then you keep shouting. If you see people around you, you say, unclean, 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 unclean. You warn people that you're walking by so that they avoid you. There has to be a distance of six feet between you and the leper. They do not want to touch the leper. They were the untouchables. My dear friends, this is so bad for them that they not only had a contagious disease, people saw them as sinners. In their minds, this is horrible thinking, you have become a leper because you sinned against God and God has punished you. Do you understand how miserable their life was? And then in verse 12, it says, He met uh, men who were lepers who stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. When I read about the lepers in ancient Israel, I think of only one thing. I'm sorry, I, I think of... How many of you watch zombie movies? I really don't watch... You know, never liked watching zombie movies, but once I watched and I got hooked. Ask me why. Because I watch it with my wife. And I get entertained a little bit by a zombie movie, but I get entertained so much more just watching my wife <laughs> scream her head off every two seconds. I mean, <laughs> just, just love it. Anyway, my wife is not here, so thanks be to God. Um, she's in Cebu attending a wedding. I, you know, when, when you watch Train of Busan, um, if you did, um, God bless you. It, <laughs> So I was with my wife, and, and, and she... But, but you, know, you know what they do with... Do you know what they do with zombies in zombie movies? They kill them, right? They, they shoot them, they behead them, they, they pulverize them, they make them disappear. Why? They're hopeless. They're hopeless. But the lepers of ancient Israel were like zombies. They were the walking dead. But I, I love this, that Jesus, for Jesus, no one is a hopeless case. No one is a hopeless case. You're, you are not too dead to be brought back to life. No one is too lost to receive the love of God. If right now you're thinking in your seat that you are too far away from God, that you have sinned so much from God, or, or your life is a failure and you've been repeating your mistakes over and over again and you think that God is through with you and He is sick and tired of you, let me say this to you. By the mere fact that your oxygen is going through your lungs and you are still breathing, my message to you is this. There is no impossible case to God's love. Jesus will touch you and He's going to heal you in the same way He did. Do, do, do you know how He healed these lepers? Let's read. Verse 14, so when Jesus saw them, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests. Now, why did he do that? Because in ancient times, only the priests can declare lepers to be healed. So he said, go there. And this is what happened. And so it was that as they went, everybody say, as they went, they were cleansed. They were cleansed. Let, let, me, let me say this. When did the healing start? At the beginning, in the middle, or at the end? 
I want you to know, how many of you need blessing from God? Raise your hand. Do you need a blessing? Do you need a blessing for 2018? If you need, here's the thing. Jesus blessed these lepers, but it did not happen at the start. You understand me? Jesus said to the lepers, hey guys, go to the priests. And they turned around and they started going to the priests. And the Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. Meaning to say, you obey first. You're looking at me and you're saying, why is Bo so excited? You obey. You obey. You obey. And then the blessing will follow. I, I, I want you to know that the lepers could, not, could, could have decided not to obey. Yes or no? They, they could have decided. You know, Jesus said, okay guys, go to the priest. And, and the lepers would have, could have said this. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You haven't healed us. We're going to go there. They're going to examine us. And they're going to say, hey guys, why are you here? You, you know, we'll make a fool out of ourselves, Jesus. You, you better heal us first. And then we're going to go to the priest, right? No, Jesus said, go there. Start walking. Start the journey. Make the first step. Keep walking. Keep doing. Keep, find a way to keep on going there. And then trust that as you obey, the blessing will follow. There are people here in this room that are hearing this word. And you are stubborn. You do not want to listen But God is knocking at the door of your heart and God is saying, can you elbow somebody really sharp until a rib cage breaks? (laughs) Because that person needs to listen. You've got to obey now. And then you will see the blessing coming. I I, want to move. I've got to go through this. Um, And verse 15 says, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed... Return. Can everybody say return? And with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, um, giving thanks to God. I have a, out of nine, out of ten lepers, only one returned. Can everybody say that word again? Return. Only one returned to the blesser. Scripture, the story says that he saw that he was healed. The, the reason why the other nine lepers did not return, perhaps they did not see yet that they were healed. The reason why we lack gratitude, ask me why. Because we do not know how blessed we are. Our eyes are not open. I believe this with all my heart. If you want to grow in gratitude, you want to grow in gratitude? You've got to stop. You see, the other lepers, they just, and, and they were healed already, but they kept on walking and they kept on and they kept on moving, but at a certain point, you've got to stop long enough to see how blessed you are. The reason why we lack gratitude is because we're so busy. We're so busy running after goals, and there's nothing wrong about running after goals. I do that. I have so many dreams, but at a certain point in your life, in your calendar, in your schedule, you've got to have this moments where you stop. To say, thank you. What you do is when you see how blessed you are, you return 
to the blesser. One more time, everybody say, return to the blesser. So far, I've been talking about the first imbalance. It's goals without gratitude. The second imbalance is gratitude without goals. And I want you to know that if you have gratitude without goals, you're content because that's how powerful gratitude is. But perhaps you will miss out. You will miss out on the mission that God has for your life. How many of you believe that God has a purpose for your life? How many of you believe that you were born for a sacred purpose that He has appointed you to do? And what am I saying? You know, I've been, I've been working and serving God this past almost 40 years now. And one of the things I've realized is that if you really want to be fulfilled, do you want to be fulfilled in life? At a certain point, you've got to live for something bigger than yourself. I have met people who do not like stress and want to eradicate it from their life. Have you met people like that? They don't want stress. All stress. So they go fishing the whole day or they go telenovela the whole day or they play video games the whole day. They, they, they just don't want stress anymore. But at the end, they realize their life has this emptiness. And the reason why it's empty is because they're, they don't have purpose. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, verse 3, it says, Ask the Lord to bless your plans and you will be successful in carrying them out. What will God bless if you do not have any plans? I was, I was, this woman came up to me and, and she said, You know, Brother Bo, can you pray for my husband? And I said, what, What's wrong? She said, You know, Bo, that's the problem. There's nothing wrong about him. I said, what do you mean? I love my husband. He's so sweet and gentle. He smiles. You know, like every time you look at him, he's smiling. He's, he's faithful to me. He's, he's so wonderful a husband. And, and I love him to bits. There's just one problem. I said, what? He doesn't work. He, he doesn't work. I said, what do you mean he doesn't worry? No, he doesn't. He's just content. He stays at home. Of course, he helps me at home. Thanks be to God, you know. And, but but he, does, he has no plans. He has no goals in life. I mean, I ask him, love, how will we send our three children to college? You know what he does? He looks at me. He smiles. <laughs> he shrugs his shoulders. And he says, Balana. You know, and, and, and I said, wow, you know, I mean, I love that guy too, the way you describe him to me, but there's something missing. You know, you know why people don't have goals? Two reasons. Number one, sometimes people look down at them, themselves so, they feel they're not worthy of goals. You know what I'm talking about? They feel that they don't deserve to dream. The second reason why people don't have dreams. I'll say this in Tagalog. Minsan, masakit mangarap. Because they've been hurt before. 
They had dreams before and they were so disappointed. They got so hurt. They don't want to dream again. I'm here to tell you, you've got to dream again. In fact, in fact, listen to me. Listen. There are three reasons why you need to dream. Number one, because God is a God of purpose. He's a God of intentionality. And He created you in His image. That means you too are a person of purpose. Number two, He created you for a purpose. That's how He designed you. Number three, you're the only creature walking on planet Earth that has the ability to visualize, to create a scenario of the future. You're the only one. Animals operate on instinct. You and I, we operate, can operate on intention. And I pray, this is how I'm going to end. You've got to return to the blesser. Say that with me again. Return to the blesser. To do two things. Number one, you need to just stop Look at how blessed you are. Go back to the blesser and you thank God for the blessings that you already have. But you don't stop there. You thank God for the blessings in advance that you know will be coming. The goals that will be fulfilled. The dreams that will be fulfilled in your life. Do I hear a loud amen? Are you excited for 2018? If you are, I want you to be ready to return to the blesser. Return to the blesser. I'm going to call on somebody who's going to share with you a part of her story. And I know you will be blessed. My friend, Penny Bongato. Please. Good afternoon. My name is Penny Bongato. Last year, a year and a week ago, I was standing here, right at this very stage, sharing my 2017 dream board. The topic at that time was best year ever, paint your future. Every year, I write my goals, my dreams, and I knew I wanted to share, but sharing my goals and dreams to the public was very scary because I know that I have to achieve these goals and I am committed to achieve these goals. And two weeks ago, I asked Brother Bo, can I please share again just to have a report card to you how my dreams went and what what happened last year? My first goal was to share at the feast. Just to let you know that I emailed Brother Bo many, many times, many, many years, make my dream come true. And last year, he did that. Makulit ako. He did that. He allowed me to share my vision board with you, my dream board with you. My second goal was to have a happy family. And this is a picture of my family at that time, December last year. And my grandchild was about to come. So the first picture is my family with a baby na dinikit ko lang ang picture. Hindi ko alam kung babae o lalaki. But June last year, June 7, Seth Patrick 
my grandson was born. And he is now the joy of our lives, being able to bring joy and laughter to our family. My third goal was to be part of the assisting team of Jack Canfield. Jack Canfield is the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul and the Success Principles. And I am a certified trainer in the Success Principles. They get volunteers, similar to our feast volunteers. And I was one of 20 volunteers around the world that was chosen. And I was very, very grateful for the opportunity that was given to me. And as you can see in that photo, that Jack Canfield knows how to have fun. Merong pang huwakishat, ganun. Another goal was to have a new car. We have a 15-year-old car. And again, this photo is not me. Just pasted my picture in that one. And I thought that this dream wouldn't come true. But eight days before the end of the new year, our new car arrived. Our new car, Lazarus, as we call it, the car, because he rose from the dead. Lazarus was born. Did all my dreams come true? No, not everything. My auspicious the San Jose sharing did not come true. We postponed it to this year. My Toastmasters goal did not come true. But this one was something that was different. I knew that we wanted to go to Europe, but it was very expensive. There's no fare and accommodation. January 16, my daughter, that's my daughter, was hired at Philippine Airlines. So, wow, diba? Wow. What, what that does that mean? Free trips, discounted for the family. My breakthrough goal was to write a book. Career shift, follow your passion. And I know that I wanted to share my stories and other people's stories in my book. This blessing came last August 26, when I launched my book at the Philippine Bible Society, Brother Bo doing a testimony and gracing the launching of my book, and Jack Canfield writing the foreword of my book. And I gave a copy of Jack, a copy of my book to Jack Canfield. And I want to tell you, everyone, to help to you that this book is now available outside. So I thank you in advance, gratitude in advance, for you supporting my book, so please get a copy in not so many words. So thank you. Thank you in advance. One of my biggest dreams was to share at the Kerygma Conference, and when I received that phone call, I immediately said yes. And I remember when I went up the stage, I said, dream come true. Most importantly, my personal milestone, the day of my book launch, my family gave me a surprise birthday celebration. It was two days after I turned senior, dual senior, dual citizen, Filipino and senior. And it was totally unexpected. Blessings come our way when we least expect it. I have so many dreams and goals that I still continue to do. And I am committed to do this. I write my goals. I turn them into a dream board. I act on my goals, but most importantly, I am grateful. I've been very grateful for the people who have touched my life, who helped me achieve my goal. I'm grateful to the Lord for being able to plant those seeds in my heart, those dreams in my heart. I'm grateful for the Lord for having me go outside my comfort zone 
I tell you, being here facing you is not easy. It's scary, but I know that the Lord is with me today. Amen. And I thank you, everyone. I encourage you to dream, to set goals, but most importantly, be grateful. Every morning when I wake up, I tell myself or I pray, thank you, Lord, for the overflowing blessings in my life. I put all my faith and trust in you. And remember, the more grateful you are, the more blessings come your way. So for allowing me once again to share with you, I am truly, truly grateful. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.